says if we went across the water, they wouldn't understand the way we talk. If they can't understand you, then they're not listening. You know who you are, don't you? Your buddy from Belfast, where everybody knows you. cleanse the community away, but you wouldn't want to be the old man out in the street. Touch my family and I'll kill you. Are we going to have to leave How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudon, and I am joined by two of our co-hosts this morning. Uh, please welcome Nick Spain. Nick, how are you, sir? Doing well, Phoenix. Uh, super excited to be talking about Belfast today. Um, yeah. Oscar, Oscar hopeful, so I guess we'll see how it holds up on, on the show for all of us. I'm super excited to find that out, too. All right. Also joined by, you know him as our code-breaking champion, Nathan Pig. Nathan, how are you, sir? I'm good, Phoenix. It's uh, it's good to be back. You know, we did that episode last week, and uh, now this one I'm on for consecutive weeks, finally. <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. uh, one of our other co-hosts who's an irregular. But uh, no, we're, we're, we're back on a consistent basis, and it uh, feels good to be here. All right. I was going to say, I think this is my second straight week, too, so when did you look at that? No, you were... You weren't here last week. <laughs> ah, missed all the fun, but yeah. All right. So I've been Sorry. here two out of three weeks. All right. Start a new streak. Uh, <laughs> so, like Nick said, we are here talking uh, the new release by Kenneth Branagh, uh, potential Oscar favorite, Belfast, starring uh, Katriana Balfi, Jamie Dornan, Karen Hines, and Judy Dench. Uh, film mostly in black and white. This takes place in the late 1960s in the country of Belfast during what appears to be a civil war uh, taking place on one kid's uh, block and seeing it pretty much through his eyes. Appears to be a civil war? I think it kind of was. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) sure. I'm sure it was. (laughs) All right. So I recently just saw this. What was it? What's today? Sunday. I think I saw this Friday. Um, I've had time to let my thoughts marinate on it, but I'm curious to know where you guys stand. Nick, why don't you kick us off your non-spoiler thoughts on Belfast? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's crazy that Kenneth Branagh goes from directing Artemis Fowl, (laughs) which was one of the worst movies last year um, to this. I'm not saying this is one of the best movies this year, just saying that, uh, you know, to be going from one of the worst movies to a, a best picture hopeful is is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I think we'll get more into deeper thoughts, but I was the whole movie kind of waiting for it to take that next step to go from good to great. And I don't think, I necessarily saw that um, in this movie. And I, like I said, we'll talk talk more once we get into our spoiler thoughts. All right. Uh, Nathan, what about you? 
First, I'd like to know, Phoenix, what you believe my opinion of this movie is, because Nick already knows, and you and I disagree on everything. So <laughs> I'd like to know before I tell you. Um, I, I have a sense that you will probably, I, I would say, like this movie. Um, at least like it. I don't know if you'll love it, but at least like it. So, okay, yeah. Um, you know, like Nick said, um, this is at least right now one of the best picture front runners, if not the best picture front runner. And who can't get excited about that? Um, didn't watch trailer for this despite it playing numerous times before Spencer and French Dispatch and and all of that. But um, I think my lack of excitement for this and my lack of knowing what it was about um, kind of summed up the whole story because I never could get into this, not a single time. This was severely uninteresting to me. Um, I couldn't get grounded to the story, to the characters. Um, and to be honest with you, it took everything in my power to not get on my phone in the middle of a theater, um, which, you know, despise we despise those people. We're not those people. It took everything in me not to do that. This, despite being only, what, 90 minutes, 85 minutes, mm-hmm. could not wait for it to be over. Um, I could not get into this film whatsoever, despite being there on opening night, despite being there the first show time that it was available to me. Um, if this wins Best Picture... We were, we were up in arms about Nomadland. Three of us collectively are not huge Nomadland supporters. Um, this makes Nomadland look like an iconic film that will be, live on for hundreds of years. This Belfast movie um, would be a disgrace if this won Best Picture. Whoa. <laughs> okay. It's safe to assume that I was not expecting that. <laughs> wow. Uh and I guess one could say you weren't expecting this. I agree with you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually in agreement there. Uh, no way. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's this, kinda, this is going to be weird. exciting. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was fine. But I am of the mindset that if this wins Best Picture, I am going to be furious. Um, and, and I love that you brought up Nomadland because that was exactly what I was thinking as I walked out was like, this is, this is, this is Nomadland all over again. This is like a movie that was, you know. No, crazy. it's not. Nomadland at least, Nomadland at least had some things interesting about it. Yes. Well, Jesus. <laughs> well, like in that, in the sense that like, I'm like in the same breath that I was like, uh, does this really need to win best picture that that that's exactly how i felt about belfast just like um it does have some interesting elements i would think it does have some interesting uh characters but for the most part i was really underwhelmed by it um especially considering the hype train around it i was expecting like like nick said i was expecting it to go from good to great uh, at some point and it just never really crossed that crossed that threshold. It was pretty much straight across the board. And um, that was the only thing that I was like, I, I was kind of just uh, underwhelmed by and, uh, and upset by is just, it never really, 
reached that plateau that I thought, at least coming from what I'd heard that it would get to. And, and I don't know. And I, and I was fully focused the whole time. I didn't, you know, check out or anything. I was, I was in a crowded theater. Everyone was very excited to see it. And I don't know. I feel like if maybe it had more of a connection, I, I don't, I don't know. It, I, I feel like it was definitely for people who know that history, know that life, maybe lived that life. It's definitely there for them, but I can't really see it having universal significance to anyone. This is evidently like a very passionate film for Kenneth Branagh. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's like the biography or autobiography, I guess, of like, like semi autobiography. Yeah, semi autobiography. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, even though I'm giving it, um, you know, even though I, I think I'm a little bit higher on it than you guys, I'm still in the same boat as, as you, as far as the best picture contention, like, you know, the best pictures movies are, are some of my favorite. I mean, I'm seeing two best picture, most likely nominees next weekend on back-to-back days. And I'm super excited. So I love the whole conversation of best picture. Cause it's not always the best movie, but if this wins, like it, it's ridiculous because, um, you know, Nathan and I talked about it day of when we saw it. This is such an Oscar bait movie. Like this is like throwing out the the bait in in a koi pond and just sitting there and staring and knowing that you're eventually going to catch one of them. I Nick brings up a, a great point because this is going to lead into my my biggest frustration with this film easily. Um, and I want to clear the air here. Like, I don't want to actively dislike this movie. It's no fun for me that this is probably going to be a really heavy hitter come Oscar season. And I dislike it. That's not fun for me. I don't, I don't want to do this. We come on here to talk about movies. We love movies. I don't, I don't want to do this. But I have to be honest with myself as well. Um, this is the most Oscar bait e movie I have ever seen in my entire life. And it does not come close. Nomadland was like that as well. There are some other ones off the top of my head. The King's Speech, which it did work out for that. Um, King's Speech. There are some movies that are made for purpose of winning Oscars, and I can't fault them for that. I didn't do it with The King's Speech. I didn't do it with Nomadland, but I'm sure as hell going to do it now because those things at least had other, other things going for them, right? I was not in the room when they were talking about this movie, when they were storyboarding it, when they were doing all these things. This movie feels like, okay, we are putting every single one of our chips in the middle of the table. (laughs) We are putting every single ounce we have into just going for as many Oscars as possible. I'm serious. Like Mank, Mank, for example. Mank is a movie that is tech technically outstanding but it also did tell a real story of Herman Mankiewicz the writer of the iconic Citizen Kane like that's what I mean about having other things going for it Gary Oldman had a phenomenal performance there's no phenomenal performances in this movie at least not one that we're going to stand out and talk about um it just feels like 
this movie said, you know what? We don't care. We are going for the Oscar every single second of every single scene. And I'm sorry, I can't, I can't defend that. I can't. It's annoying as hell. Like you have, if you're good enough to win an Oscar, um, you know, like a green book, like a moonlight, like a spotlight, then you're organically good at these things. You can't be just full out going for it every second. And, and that's, that's what people, if you're still listening, you haven't seen Belfast, won't understand it until you actually see it. But if you're listening to me right now and you haven't seen it for whatever reason, you want to rewatch it. Look out for that. Look out for the Oscar shot, the Oscar moment in every single scene. It is goddamn exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, like you touched on on the performances. I mean, there's a couple of performances in in my mind that that stuck out against the rest. Um, specifically, I don't want to butcher her last name, um, but the mother, mm-hmm. uh, Catherine. Catriona Bolfi. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think she was probably the best performance of the bunch. Um, I don't know. She, she'd probably be supporting or maybe lead. Um, but I mean, like, I don't have anything to compare to. Obviously, Nathan has Spencer to compare lead if that's what she's going to qualify as for this movie. But I mean, it wasn't anything like Oscar winning worthy. Now I could see her getting nominated, but I don't see her winning. Um, I've seen a lot of buzz for Judy Dench, which for me, she was more of a presence in the movie. Like she was there. Um, and, and honestly, I, I forgot that she was even in this until halfway through. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That is Judy Dench. Um, and to me, like that's, I don't see that as, oscar nomination worthy and and i don't see that with with any of the other performances in this movie not saying they're not good performances but i just don't see them as as oscar worthy yeah and honest honestly that was something that i was dealing with the entire time i was watching it was like i kept asking myself that question was like where do people see the awards potential here like and I and and Nathan, you're you're spot on when you talk about like every moment is going for that. I definitely see that in 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 Catriona's performance, where I was just like, okay, like yeah, we, we got the deep close-ups and the you know the silent tears and and all of that stuff. And I was just like, okay, I see I see we're going for it there definitely with her. Um, you could definitely argue that there's some scenes where they're going for it with uh, Karen Hines' character, the uh, the grandfather. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they, they, at least with the direction of this movie, they tried to give everybody their moment. Yeah. Like they, they were like, all right, we're already going for the Oscar. Yeah. Why don't we at least give everybody their Oscar performance moment? And like I will everybody say, had one. Right. And I will say, like, you guys are very luck- smart not to have seen the trailer for this. Not to oh, watch I mean, the trailer. I, I saw it like four times when oh. i was in the theater because i just couldn't avoid it I, right. I think i watched it like the first time but after the first time i was like all right i've seen this like 20 times now yeah because the thing is like this is something that i get on a lot of movies for where it's like your best moments are in your trailer and then there's nothing else in your movie like that moment where he tells the guy like you touch my family and i'll kill you that should be 
that's a great moment, but that should not have been in the trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like that, if you had that moment in the movie, would have been sweet, would have been special. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, it, and there's a line that the grandfather says, I'm not going anywhere, you won't find me. Great line. Right. Should not have been in the trailer. Like, so now, for me, now you know why why we don't watch trailers. Videos. Yeah. Now, like, now you know why. That that was that was a thought I had. Was like, dang, I'm gonna have to stop watching trailers because in a movie that is considered the front runner for best picture, all of your best moments you gave away in a two-minute trailer. Like, I'm like I, also I, I'm I'm sorry, but a best picture movie is not you know 97 minutes long like when you think of best picture movies i mean you think of movies that have have long run times like two hours two hours plus i mean like just looking back at the last couple of of years we have nomadland which is um you know 108 minutes so I, i mean i guess that's under the two hour mark but then you have Parasite. That's 133 minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I just think traditionally um, best picture movies have had longer runtimes, giving it more of a reason to be the quote-unquote best movie of the year to, to really show and flex its its muscles. But I don't think this this had that. It's just for me too. Like another thing we can talk about is we. Well, I feel like almost a year ago, maybe around the start of 2021, we were talking about Oscar moments in some of these big movies. You know, in in the Social Network, we've got you know when Eduardo slams the computer, and then in Shawshank, we've got the tearing back the poster and stuff like that. Like. These are the moments, and there's two or three or maybe one in every movie that just makes it. Like you guys said, and like I said, every scene, it felt like they were like, what can we do to just make this our moment? (laughs) I want people to, it's the thing that I've been thinking about while you guys are talking, is the thing I want to compare this to is someone, a coworker, a friend in your life who gives up something or, or, or changes something about them and they make it their entire personality, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say someone gave up eating meat. Someone gave up drinking coffee. Uh, someone started going to bed at 9 p.m. every night, like not bashing anyone doing those things by any means, but they create that thing about themselves that they want to change and they make it their personality and they don't shut up about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, I don't eat meat. Yeah, I know, Steve, you told me that every day the last two weeks. <laughs> And that's you. That's all they are. That's exactly what this movie feels like. Like, oh yeah, we're going for best picture. Yeah, I know. I watched it. I watched it, and it's extraordinarily evident. You are. I don't know. It, it's it's like as well. Another example is when your teacher asks you to make a ten slide PowerPoint, and you make a forty slide PowerPoint just because, <laughs> just because you want. Like, why are you doing all this? Just why this is this is such overkill that it is hurting me in the long run well i, w- I want to talk about the story it- itself so what story exactly that's that's yeah, sort of what yeah. i was getting at which is like i feel like this is why i said uh seems to be a civil war because 
we see like, you know, some, some violence break out and it happens twice. And at the beginning of the film and at the end, and that's it. I'm <laughs> like, like the rest of the time they, they sort of talk about it. They mention it here or there, but the only times we actually see it is in the beginning and at the end. And so I was like, in, in between all of that time, you'd figure that they have another story or some other angle to talk about to, to really, you know, have something again, like that universal significance that draws people from all walks of life to care about this story. It wasn't there. It was <laughs> like, so if your principal argument was the civil war that was going on and this boy's level of escapism through movies, both of which don't really receive enough attention for me to care. So I like, could not agree with you more. Yeah, it was just, I, I, I was curious. Yeah, I'm curious what you guys thought about that because that was weird. Nick yeah, and I, I did, go ahead. Go ahead. Nick and I did talk about this in that there's that duality of storylines and neither one gets proper attention, especially in a 90 minute movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said, Phoenix. And I don't want to rehash exactly what you said, but we've got this civil war going on and then we've got this little boy growing up through family experiences. And it's like you flip a coin to know which scene is going to be about. Like it doesn't really, I get you can't make the civil war and things exploding and tension the whole movie. I get that. And we also can't have a movie about just kid talking to his grandparents for 90 minutes because I don't want to see that. Um, But neither one was developed, was fleshed out, was given enough time. And frankly, we're both written way too inconsistently for me to care about either one. Like I said, it was, I gave this a fair shot. I gave it about 30 minutes before I just severely wasn't interested anymore. And I think the duality of these storylines really did, did play a factor in that, uh, me not caring about it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. And, and I also think it, I mean, at least for me, I was very confused because if you don't really have prior background knowledge on this civil war between you know, Protestants and Catholics, you don't really, you're playing catch up in the beginning. And I found myself playing very much catch up when they shut down the street. I mean, literally you, the the opening scene, right. Is them calling for him calling for, for Bobby or buddy or whatever his name. It was hard to understand with their, their accents. Um, But you hear them calling for, you know him and eventually we we find him right through the the movie in the first five minutes and then all of a sudden um you know buddy's in the middle of of this conflict and us as the audience at least for me i was like okay i mean i knew this was coming because i saw the trailer but what are the sides here what are what is going on it was literally like bam conflict right away yeah. we didn't get time to meet our characters before the conflict and you know meet and get get to know what was going on and then see the conflict and then learn how the conflict affected them as as people we just jumped right into the conflict and i was like okay what's what's going on okay it's between catholics and protestants they're shutting down the street like what why just this street 
is the street mm-hmm. mostly Catholics or, you know, are they Catholic or are they not like that, that whole game of like, what's going on? Eventually you figure it out, but it was like, Oh my gosh. Like, why is this taking forever to, to figure out for them to just come out and be like, this is what's going on. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at with it, where it's like, there are moments where I'm like, okay, like, like, I, I see what Nathan's talking about, about like, you know, aiming for the best picture. And and I will say in some of those moments, they do nail it. It's just, there's nothing else here. So like, for me, I went from thinking this is a surefire, probably best picture winner without seeing it to being like, if this wins best picture, then this is a terrible year because I've seen 20 movies better than this. (laughs) Like, if I'm being honest, I've seen about 20 movies better than this. And at least 10 of them won't be in the best picture conversation. That much I'm I'm 100% positive of. But I mean, I could see this getting nominated because I mean, yeah, it it does everything that, you know, Oscar voters love. But if it wins, I just, I I, I, got to say that this is a weak year because I mean, I wouldn't even say like it's a weak year because there's so many like how I mean, obviously we haven't seen these movies, but we have Last Night in Soho, which is is not going to be nominated for Best Picture, but I think is is a great movie. We got Dune, which I don't think Dune's going to win Best Picture, but I think Dune's a better movie than this, Um, you know, so it's it's that other year. I wouldn't even call this a bad year because. We we still have we still have King Richard. Mm-hmm. We still have um, House of Gucci. Still have um, the Power of the Dog as far mm-hmm. as Best Picture contenders go. And mass, um, Mass. We we, we, we still have we still have Mass. We still and come on, come on. We still yeah. have come on, come on. We still have Tick Tick Boom. Like there's and and we are so early. It is November, and the Oscars is in march february time we have so much time but i agree like if this if this wins i i will be upset this will be shape of water kind of but shape of water i want to preface (laughs) this while i say this shape of water is a great movie i really enjoy it but there's so many other movies that could have won over shape it won it won in a year where it was the weakest it won in a year where it was the weakest like you could literally close your eyes and throw the ball and see if it gets in the hole and like any of the other movies would have been better that was nominated it was get out it was lady bird three billboards the post phantom thread yep. um couple off the top of my head that i'm forgetting Call but, me by your name. exactly see that's just shape of water is a good movie but it didn't deserve to win that year thankfully i wasn't in tune or i would have been absolutely outraged um <laughs> luckily this well going into it this is going to get nominated it just is like we yeah. know that um but i agree with you if it wins I, I vehemently disagree with almost every best picture winner over the last decade there's really only three that i can sit here and say yeah i agree with that and that's 12 years of slave spotlight and green book and just say, yes, I agree that those were the deserved winners. Every other one I disagree with. If this wins, this will be the worst of them all. It just will be. Like, I, I'm serious. Like, I legitimately have not seen a Best Picture contender 
ever that I've scored this lowly, this low. I just, I haven't. All right. Well, speaking of that, because I know you got a hard limit out of here, why don't we start with the ratings? Nick, what are you giving Belfast? Yeah, I was going to say, I for me, it's it's a three and a half. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's a low three and a half. Um, it's kind of teetering on that edge. But for me, um, I think they do a lot of things right. Um, I, I think there's the cinematography. Now, I'm not saying this should be nominated for cinematography because just because you slap black and white on a movie doesn't mean it should be nominated. But I think, I think it's done well. Um, I mean, I, I would have liked to explore um buddy's love for for cinema more um because of because that's such a you know that's the only color in in the movie um and also like i i enjoyed some of the storylines like with um you know the girl that he likes and and everything on on there like there's definitely some light-hearted elements to the movie and um you know even even some good humor to it but i i just wish there was more substance to the story it was just very simple um, and it was very underdeveloped and I, and I wish that we could have seen more, but I think what it did good, did, it, it did well. So in, in my mind, it's a low three and a half, um, probably nothing that I'll ever go back and watch, but something that, you know, was, was solid for me in the, in the theater. Uh, I am going to go three stars. Um I would go lower, but there, like I said, there were elements that I liked. The humor that you mentioned, I do think the humor was pretty well done. Um, between the grandfather and between the little boy, I think the humor was really well done. Uh, and I do think uh, Catriona Bolfay and Karen Hines are probably, in my mind, a lock to, to at least get nominated. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and lead actor and probably supporting. Um, I I originally thought that Jamie Dornan had a shot. I am uh, retracting that statement. I do not believe he has a shot um, at all. He's just not in it enough. He, he's not in it enough. And and when he is in it, it's just not strong enough. So um, also cinematography. Yeah, the black and white is uh, is nice, but um, it, it's been done better uh there's plenty of other movies that have much better cinematography i can see this getting in from maybe production design just for the recreation of that street in 1969 i think that was really done well but mm -hmm. uh overall it's a it's a three star for me it's probably one of the lowest best picture front runners that i've ever rated that's just where i come from nathan what about you yeah, I mean, let's just keep walking down the ladder. Uh, this is two and a half for me, and it could could be lower the more we keep talking about it. So lucky for it, we're going to cut it off. But uh, I, I, I think I've been forthcoming with how I feel already. Um, it's a 90-minute movie, and I could not get out of the theater fast enough, despite it being 90 minutes, despite it being a Best Picture front runner. We obviously all love the Oscars, and that means so much. But despite that, um, I couldn't want not wait for this to be over. I could not wait for it to be over. It does nothing interesting to me. The technical aspects, while they are not, you know, great, like like a mank where the story isn't quite there, but I can totally appreciate the technical elements. It's not even like that. It's not even uh, the story's not there, but at least it's pretty. I mean, it's really not. There are some great scenes or there are some great shots for cinematography, but at the end of the day, 
when you're trying to make every single shot you have, that's the money shot because they do do that. Every single shot is like they're setting up to, to be the best shot of the 21st century. Um, I'm sorry. It's overwhelming. This movie, unfortunately, is going to get a lot of Oscar buzz. I'm well aware of that. Um, but I don't see it. it. It did win Best Film at the Toronto Film Festival. I don't know what the hell was going on over there um because this is not a very good movie it's not i'm sorry um and it's unfortunate that a lot of people are probably not going to see this but a lot of people are going to be blinded by how good of reviews it has how it's going to be talked about for oscars and by association going to think it's a good movie when unfortunately it's just not so haven't been this disappointed since tenant to be honest with you this is more of a sad disappointment than an angry disappointment like tenant but yeah, this better not win Best Picture. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to be it for us today because Nathan's got to go early. Uh, Nathan, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Film Code Pod. Doing a ton of great stuff going on on those platforms. Please go ahead and give us a follow. If you like what you hear, I promise we're more positive on some other films. Uh, go ahead and check out our other episodes however you're listening to this you can find those um if you enjoyed this episode despite you know us being all pretty negative you will definitely definitely like some of our other episodes so please go ahead check us out over there uh thank you guys so much for listening appreciate it and nick where can everybody find you sir yeah you can find me um at um, nick spain on letterbox uh, nathan and i just got on the hype train of the the amc a list so be seeing a lot of new releases um seeing king richard on friday at time of recording this which is what the 18th or 19th um of november yeah 19th and then seeing house of gucci a week early on the 18th so uh, make sure you're you're staying tuned for that all right guys and my name is phoenix cloud and you can find me on twitter at imho reviews one that's the number one and on Letterbox under P.A. Cloudin. And like Nathan said, please follow the show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Film Code Pod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.